Thank you for listening to the Kelowna Christian Center podcast. Our desire is that today's message will be fresh and encouraging to you. For more information on KCC and how to connect, visit us at kcc.net. I believe God continues to give gifts to us. And some of those gifts are in the people beside you. Would you just look at the person beside you and say, you're a gift. God has placed a gift in you for me today. That's right. You're here on purpose. We're so glad that you made this part of uh, a part of our service today. You've become uh, you're part of our family. And I know that if you're with us today, you're surrounded by some of the most generous and kind people that uh, in Kelowna. And it, if you just look at them, look at them in the eyes, and just uh, tell them, "I'm glad to be. I'm glad I'm sitting beside you today." That's good. <laughs> Um, they're some of the nicest people that are in this place. And uh, I'm telling you right now that uh, we're just so grateful to be a part of this community. Let's give again another hand for everyone who's here today. Thank you. Um, I just find that the presence of, uh, I, the presence of Christmas is just so undeniable. It's undeniable. It really is about our Savior's birth. And every time uh, we, I mentioned it earlier today, I said, there, there's some people, they have a birthday, and uh, it, goes, it goes undercover. And there are other people, like I know Dania, she has a birthday month, and it means every, or a week, at least a week, isn't it? Her husband's nodding, yes, it is. Where we just celebrate, and I tell you, there's something about the the tone of Christmas, that you start feeling it in November. You start sensing as this anticipation. It's more than just the market and the promotion, and, but you start sensing this anticipation to celebrate Jesus' birth. Celebrate the fact that Jesus came to us. We didn't have to go to him. He came to us, and we celebrate it today. Um, the whole world celebrates, see, and we, you know, of course, we see Santa. I have this one little graphic here, a uh, little humor I thought I'd share with you today. This graphic is a uh, Christmas group therapy. It's, uh, you can see Santa there says, I don't even believe in myself. That's his problem, uh, those, the, the snowman saying, I think I'm bipolar. Uh, the reindeer, Rudolph, all the other reindeer laugh and call me names. He's got problems. And then the elf says, I'm trapped in a dead-end job. It's just the same thing year after year after year. It's uh, the, the moment of Christmas. I also saw something else uh, here, this other graphic I just saw. This is if the three wise men had been women. And they would have asked direction, arrived on time. They would have cleaned the stable and they would have made casseroles and brought gifts of reasonable gifts for a newborn baby like diapers and wipes and we have milk and formula. This is something that uh, would have happened instead of these other kind of gifts that men would bring like frankincense and myrrh and gold, right? Those were necessary. Um, I'm so grateful for uh, all of you who are our big part of this season um, we all contribute in a way to the season. I think of families that are, are taking other people into their homes over the Christmas season. I'm thinking of 
all those of you who have braved the, the traffic of the season, those who went to Costco. <laughs> I was there. I made sure I was there. Did you know they open an hour early at 9 o'clock? I was there at 9 a.m., and then someone was rolling in at 10. They're like, how are you already here? And I said, well, they opened at 9. At 10 is the busy time. And they're like, are you kidding me? I'm here. There were hundreds of people who were in there already. Um, you have to brave the elements that some of you are traveling from outside of the province or from the, uh, the lower mainland, and we're just so grateful that you made it here safe and sound. Um, I actually love Christmas. I love hot chocolate. I love the shopping. Uh, my wife's acting actually surprised. She probably shakes her head because I actually like the season. She's not convinced yet that I do. But I, the season I love, the chaos I'm not so enthralled with. How many of you are with me? You know, the chaos of the season. But I love the season of Christmas. Um, I know that there are people who made an attempt not to shop in the mall this year. They decided to make all of their gifts and make, and make sure to shop online. And they said, I was going to commit. I'm not going to get any of my gifts in the mall or in store, it's all going to come to my door. Why, you may ask? Because it's 2018, and we can do that now and relieve ourselves of any of that stress that comes with shopping. Um, I know that there are others who are, uh, are buying their gifts early. Some of you guys bought your gifts in November, and I just applaud. This is the slow clap. Well done. <laughs> Your work and your early planning paid off. Um, how many of you are glad that you still have one more day tomorrow to go get some gifts? Yes, I see that hand. I see that hand. I, I see that hand over there. Uh, how many of you are uh, wrapping presents? And we all know that there are two types of wrappers. Those who, uh, those who cut the wrapping paper. And then there are those of you who have the scissors and you just glide through the wrapping paper. And then there are those of you who try to glide through the wrapping paper and it just bunches up and cuts and tears. <laughs> yes, that's me, okay? Um, I could use some scissors for Christmas, Natalie. Uh, how many of you are families that open one present at a time and everyone waits and watches? And how many of you are, are those who are just like, grab a present and let's rip it open and let's get this thing done? Um, I, I was talking to some people in the, ch in the church, in our, our community here, and I said, hey, what's your tradition for Christmas? And they're like, well, we do this thing, it's called Bad Santa. Have you ever heard of it? This is like where you, you buy just a gift that's a generic gift, and you just, you draw straws, and one person gets a gift at one point, then they change it over, and someone can steal gifts. And I think, that is just terrible. You've taken something that is like the moment of giving gifts to a game and a competition and something that's, uh, something that's not Christmas spirit at all. It's stealing other people's gifts for your own good pleasure afterwards. You can rub it in their face while you drink eggnog and be like, it was mine. I, I stole it from you. Um, there are many different practices, many different traditions uh, throughout Christmas, and uh, Christmas gifts and the giving of gifts are all, all great and wonderful. But let me tell you today, there's no greater gift 
then that gift that was given, that gift that was given through Jesus Christ, amen? amen. Hey, there was no greater gift than the gift given through Jesus Christ. That gift, it saved us. It gave us freedom in a place that we could never have achieved on and of ourselves. Jesus came into this world for me. Would you say for me? For me, for me, for me, for the whole world. No one excluded, no one of different gender, no one of different race, no one of different economic position. Everyone, Jesus Christ came for the whole world to rescue the world and save the world from their, their place of sin. And so today, when I'm, uh, I want to just take a few minutes and talk to you about the legacy of Jesus. This last few weeks, we've been talking about our own legacy, and it's, it's wonderful to have to reflect on what we're going to leave behind that will continue and carry on. But I'm telling you today, Jesus 2,000 years ago, he came to this world, and what he left behind, I'm still embracing in full today. I'm still embracing that peace, that love, that joy, that hope, that presence. I'm still holding on to it now, today, and it's still available for you and for me. That verse that was uh, shared in that last video, I'm just going to read it to you a little, uh, uh, take a moment and, and read it to you again. It says in John chapter 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that had been made. In him was what? Life. And that life was the light of all mankind. And that light shined in the darkness. And the darkness could not overcome it. There is a great light that came to the world. And that great light, it not only lives in the world, it lives in our heart. It enlightens us and makes us aware of who he is, his presence, and what he's done for us. And Jesus Christ came into our darkness, and he came to bring us light. He came into our, our broken world, and he repaired it. And that is the good news. That's the great message that we have repaired life, a repaired life because of Christ. He is light, and the scripture says, if you have Jesus, you have that light. That light to our path, that light to our feet, that light to our way. We have that, that, that helper and that support in terms of our destination. Jesus and his legacy, what he's left for, left for us is to become that light to darkness. I know a lot of things uh, that are crazy can happen in the dark. Uh, I know you're not, not everyone is like me, but I think we all had that moment in our lives where uh, we encountered darkness. And I'm not talking about like an emotional darkness, or I'm talking about the first time you were in the dark in the dark, dark. And you might have to go back into your, your memory banks here and remember that time when you were in your dark. I had 
this terrible, like, I was preparing this, and I was reminded back when I would sleep on the top of my bunk bed, and I'd sleep on top of the covers because I thought, you know, covers wrinkle up, kind of bunch up a little bit, and when you look at them, in my mind, I thought they were snakes under my covers. And if you didn't have a fear of snakes, you will now, right? And I used to think, oh my goodness, there's snakes under my covers. I'd sleep on the top of my covers until it was like, until it was late, and I, I would call on my parents. I'd be like, mom, dad, mostly mom, mom, I got snakes under my covers. And she would, like, it was irrational. There were no snakes under there. At least that's what I thought. That she's like, no, there are no snakes. They, they're not going to find their way under your covers. But the way she solved the issue is she just turned what? Turn the light on. Take a look and you'll realize that that fear doesn't have to be there. There are no snakes under your covers. Well, so much can re be resolved when you simply allow the light to come in. So much can be resolved in our life when we just open up and let the light come in. And let the light take away any of the fear. For many, I would suggest for all, we've encountered this darkness. And at this time of the year, it's a reminder that you don't have to live in the dark. You can live with the light. You don't have to live in fear. We can live in hope. The road ahead can seem dark, but with Jesus with us, he becomes that light to our feet. He becomes that light to our path. There are many types of attributes that are associated with this darkness. Uh, uh, one of them is that darkness brings pain, but the light will bring healing. I remember uh, growing up in the church as a pastor's kid, uh, oftentimes we were the last of the children to leave, and uh, last of the families to leave the church as my dad would be locking up and others would be helping. And uh, I would hang out with my my brother and my sister, and we had this little game that we'd turn off all the lights in this main auditorium or in, uh, the auditorium that was like this, and we'd shut off all the lights, and it was like super dark. And then we would play tag. You know that would be fun. You're like, I wonder if I could still do that. Yeah, tag. And we would play tag in a room that was dark. And which isn't very smart because you know that all of those chairs are like at about shin level, right? And the problem wasn't in the, being in the dark. If you stayed still, you were safe. The problem was when you started hearing that someone was coming after you and you made this mental decision, I'm going to make a run for it in the dark. And you'd run as hard as you could, and you just prayed that there wasn't a chair in front of you. And you'd hear crash, crash, and then you'd hear crying, and then mom and dad would come in the room. What are you doing? It's like, we're playing a game. It's awesome. <laughs> it's the best game ever. But the Bible talks about this darkness, this darkness that actually brings pain. It says it, it this way. It says, the way of of people in Proverbs 4.19, it says this, the way of, of people is like darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. It's like they're constantly stumbling over things. At Christmas time, we used to stay at my grandparents' house, 
and you know you're familiar with your own house, but when you're staying at someone else's house, it's like uh, in the dark, we get up, and for some reason she had this bed that had like a frame on it, like those metal frames, and you would hit your leg. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Those beds were like, the guy who designed it is just laughing. How many? He probably had stock in some shin company. Because you, you were always hitting yourself on the corner of those beds. But you would stumble in the darkness. The way of darkness, in the darkness, you feel pain. But when the light comes... There is a way out. There's healing. There's hope. And so John says this, I come into the world as a light so that not, so that not one who believes in me should stumble in darkness. So no one, no one would stumble in darkness. I want to have that light so that I don't fool around in the dark. I'm walking in the light because I don't want to continue to have pain. I don't like pain. I think sometimes that I'd be really good at pain, and then I realize by going to the dentist, I'm not. I just realize I'm not good with this. And so in that moment, I say, Lord, I want to choose the gift of light today. I want to choose the gift of, of, of light so that I don't have pain. In the darkness, we feel lost. But in the light, we find we're found. Feeling lost is, is a horrible feeling. Uh, when you feel lost, you have a deep desire to like just get back to a place of security and safety. You're just like, oh no, I'm lost. But you don't know how to get to that place of safety. And it's, it's a very intimidating moment. Uh, you, and you know that if you just start running, you're actually going to get even more lost. You've got to stop and you've got to find that place of, of, of security again. And the Bible says this. The Bible says, all we like sheep, like sheep, all of us have lost our way and gone astray. All of us. And, and this is... This is something that we all have in common. We've all got that, that, that place where we have lost our way and we, we've, we've gone astray. Uh, we've all fallen short. We've all gone on the wrong path. We all took the wrong way. And, and the light of the world comes to actually help us find the right path. The Bible says it's a narrow way, but God will help us find that narrow way. He'll help us find that way to uh, being found. So I love the fact that, that God takes care of lost people. I love the fact that he'll, he'll leave 99 to help find me. If I'm lost, I hope you look for me. Can I see his hand out there? Who's going to look for me if I get lost, okay? I need, I see that, those hands. Look for me. I'm not panicking right now. It's not like, but look for me. If I'm lost, I want you to look for me. I want you to search me out. I want you to find out where I was and where I was going and, and, and seek me out. The scripture says, listen, we were all lost in darkness, but God came and he searched us out, and he found us. 
That is the message of Christmas. In darkness, we get confused. But in the light, we experience clarity. Um, many people have, have come to a place in their life where they're like, man, I, I don't know my purpose. I don't know my calling. I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what I'm to do while I'm here. They, they're looking for a place of clarity. And in the light, you find clarity. In the light, you find purpose. Confusion is erased when we turn to God. Confusion is, is avoided. Disorientation is avoided. When we turn to God, He brings clarity to our lives. And that just allows us to have that confidence. So we know that things work together for good. When we, uh, when we seek Him out, and when we love God, and when we're called according to His purpose, He actually brings clarity to our lives. And darkness, in the darkness, sometimes we feel fear, afraid. But in the light, we have confidence. You aren't the first in this room uh, to, to feel fear. Everyone's experienced this fear of the dark, even this morning. Like, I thought it was great that Malachi's like, you know, we're going to turn down the lights. Don't be concerned. We're turning them down. You'll be okay. Just stay where you are. Like, don't panic. There's no power outage. There was nothing like that. It's like, lights will come down. Don't worry. You'll be fine. Because people have this sense of like, I don't want to be in the dark. I want to be in the light. And the Bible says this about people who are, are living in that place of darkness. The Bible says that it's perfect light. It's perfect love that casts out all fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. And when you let the light of Jesus into your life, the Bible says all fear dissipates. All fear is gone. You experience perfect love. People sometimes feel fear, and the answer to that fear is like, I just got to get stronger. I got to get bolder. I got to be bigger than my fear. But the issue is what we really need is just the love of God. Know that God loves you. Know that you're called. Know that he's got you in his hand. Know that he's protecting you. Know that he's there for you. Know that he's like a whisper away. Know that God is for you, not against you. Know that he, he's not out to get you, but he's there to help you. This is, the, this is the hope that we have, that we don't have fear. We don't have uh, tragedy because we have Jesus. We have the light of the world. Um, it's interesting that during this time of the year, it becomes a really dark point of the year. It's one of the darkest times of a season. It's during this season. And it's in this time of the year we celebrate the great light that comes. We celebrate the light of Christ. We celebrate this life that comes because of Jesus. I want to read you a bit of this story of the Christmas story today and just share with you a little bit of God's, God's heart for Jesus's, uh, Jesus's legacy that he was to leave. It starts in Luke chapter 2, and it's always kind of one of our uh, practices just to, to read the scripture and just hear the story as it's read in scripture. It says in Luke chapter 2, 
It says it was in the days of Caesar Augustus where a census was taken of the entire Roman world. And everyone went to their own town to register. Joseph went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem. <laughs> the town of David. Because he belonged to the house line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes, placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby. They were watching over their flock at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. What is that like? A great light. Watching their sheep at night, in the darkness, angel comes and a great, great light, like a spotlight, comes in the middle of the night, shone around them. And they say this. They say, first of all, they're really afraid. And they're like, I don't know what's happening here because it's a light at dark, at night, like a massive light. And they said, I don't know what this is all about. And he, the angels say this. The angels say, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause you great joy and will become great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah. He is the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You'll find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. So go look for him in a stable. And so if you're looking for love today, this light has come. And the Bible says God so loved the world, he gave his only son, Jesus, so that whoever believes in him would not perish but have this everlasting, eternal life. This hope that we have, this life that we have, is because of Jesus. And, and if you're looking for that love, 2,000 years ago, love became present. Love changed our options. We didn't have to work for, for our, our, uh, our acceptance. Love gave us a new destination. Love gave us hope. Love became the legacy of Jesus. The legacy of Jesus for us today is that love came down love came down jesus said if you're looking for joy i'll bring good news i'll create great joy for all people how many of you are all people turn to your neighbor give them a big smile there's good news there's great joy available to you there's great joy good news is that Jesus came so that we could have relief from our sin. We could be forgiven. We could have forgiveness and eternal life. We don't have to be lost or confused. There'd be great joy. One of the great authors in, uh, who's passed now, C.S. Lewis, said this, The Son of God became a man so that men could become sons of God. We have this great life, this great joy, the great news, the good news, 
the, the, the news that puts the Mary in Merry Christmas. Merry, happy, joyful, Merry Christmas. We have merriment in our heart because of this great joy. Merriment because God became men so that men be could become sons of God. God sent his son so that we could become sons. This is a great joy. And Jesus said, you know what? You don't have to worry anymore. I'll become the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. Anyone who wants to go to the Father can come through me. And Jesus and the baby, and I'm sure his mom and dad looked at him in the manger, and were like, through him, all people will be able to access the God, the Father. Through him, all people will have access to Father God. Believe in him. Accept him. Receive him. Recognize him in your own life, in your own heart. And by receiving him, you'll find the way to God. If you've been searching for God, the only way to get to God is through Jesus. Through Jesus, who came to us 2,000 years ago, who is who we're celebrating today. 2,000 years ago, you can, you can find G the Father through him. And by finding the Father, you'll find your purpose, you'll find your hope, you'll find what you were created to do. Isaiah was a prophet who was years before Jesus was even come to, the, come to earth. He was prophesying. He was looking forward. He was looking and hoping. And he was saying, you know what? There's something special that's going to come. And it's going to be a light. And it's going to be this light. And he said this. He said, people walk in darkness. And when you see Jesus, you'll see a great light. Those who dwell in the land of deep darkness, on him the light will shine. If you're in darkness today, there is light for you. There is hope for you. There is life for you. Christmas isn't man's attempt to reach God. It's God is, it was God's attempt to reach man. It was God's way of reaching men. And so today, we look for that joy. We look for that love. We look for that peace. And if you're looking for peace today, you'll find it. The angels came and they say, be still. Don't be afraid. Realize that peace has come to the earth. Peace isn't found in a pill or in the bottle. Peace is found in Jesus Christ. He's the author of all peace. Anxiety slips away. Concerns and the burdens that you carry, you can just throw on him. This little baby would be the one who would carry the burden of the world. Isn't that amazing? Jesus, Jesus, carrying the burdens of the world. You and I were never designed to carry it. Instead, Jesus was there to carry it. Do you know what, lastly, I want to share with you today, the last point of his legacy the last point of what he left for us. And you know what it was? Himself. The scripture says his name would be called Emmanuel. 
that means God is no longer far away, but God is with us. The legacy that Jesus left was that I will never leave you. 2,000 years ago, he came and he has never left. He's with us today. He's in our hearts today. He's in our, he's who we look to. It's who we carry in our spirit. It, he, he's there. Uh, sometimes I think we, we don't realize it. We're so close and yet we don't connect. It's, it's like at my house, I, I have uh, my cell phone. And sometimes I'll get in my vehicle and warm up the car. And I'll back out of the, out of the garage a little bit. And I'll just want to check my email. And I'm, it says, like, I see the little icon there that the Wi-Fi is connected. But I'm not, I'm within proximity of the Wi-Fi, but I'm not connected to the Wi-Fi. I can't actually access my email. I can't connect. I'm too far separated. I'm still connected. I just can't, I can't make that engagement point. And too often I feel that we're like close, we're close. Like the Bible says Jesus is here today with us today in this place today. The Bible says when we sing songs, he comes and inhabits that song. Where two or more are gathered, that's where he is. That seat next to you, He's sitting right there. I, as a child, my parents told me God is everywhere. I remember lift, they were telling me I lifted my feet off the, off the chair. I'm like, is he under my chair? I'm like, he's under your chair. He's here. He's that close to you and to me. Jesus is here. Jesus is here. And so today, my challenge my reminder to you is don't live in darkness anymore. Not when the light has come. Why walk in the darkness, in pain, in confusion, in lostness, in anxiety, when the light has come and the scripture says he turned the light on for the whole world. He turned the light on. He became the light of the world so that no one would need to walk in darkness. He left us his peace. He left us his love. He left us his joy. And he left us himself for all of us to experience. Do you believe it today? Amen. Will you just take a moment and just bow your heads with me? Father, today, we just realize that you're here with us. For some in this room, it may be the first time that they actually realize that you are here and that you care for them and you love them. And this isn't just a story uh, uh, or a holiday that's celebrated uh, out of tradition, but it's a reality that Jesus, you do come and bring peace. You do come and bring joy and hope. You do come and love us. You do come and Provide us with your presence so that we're no longer alone. For others here today, we're just reminded of who you are, and we choose in our heart to magnify you, to make you large, 
to make you great, to make you, uh, make you uh, aware so that other people can become aware of you. And Father, today we choose you. We choose you. And Father, today I just, I just want to take a moment and I just want to invite if anyone in this place because I believe Jesus is here and that he's not afraid of you. And he's saying, don't be afraid. I'm going to come. I'm going to light up your life. And I just want to make and, cre and create this opportunity of invitation for you that if you've never received Christ, today is your day. Today is your opportunity. And today with open arms, God is willing and open to welcome you into his family to embrace you and bring you in. And with every head that's bowed and every eye that's closed, I just want to say, if, if that's you today, just acknowledge by raising your hand and say, you know, today, pastor, today, I want to receive that great light. I want to receive Jesus in my heart today. Is there anyone in this room today who's, who would take that step and actually make that stand? Just raise your hand and say, I want Jesus in my life. I want to start Christmas. I, I want to know Christ. I want to know Jesus of Christmas. I see that hand. Is there anyone else here today? Today is your day. This is the gift of salvation for you. This is a gift of opportunity. Raise it really high. Anyone else? I see that hand over there too. And the other one there, I, I recognize. I see yours back there as well. Anyone else today? This is the greatest gift you can receive is Christ, the hope and the love. I see that hand back there. I receive. So Father, today, we just recognize, Lord, this great hope. We see that hope, and we just say today, Lord, we welcome you into our lives. We welcome you into our hearts today. Lord, take us, make us new. Give us that great hope in Jesus' name. And if maybe for the sake of everyone here, for those who have prayed this prayer, who those who haven't prayed this prayer before, I'm just going to get the congregation to pray together. Pray together this prayer. Heavenly Father, today's a new day. It's a new beginning for me. I believe in you. I believe in Jesus the baby and the man. I receive the, the hope that you have for me. A new beginning. I confess you as my Lord and my Savior that you are the light of my life and I receive the gift of salvation today. I trust in you. Make me a new person. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a round of applause today. Amen. I just want to say that this is the greatest gift. And for those, uh, the half dozen of you that raised your hand today, the Bible says that, that all of heaven celebrates. And we celebrate along with you today. God bless you.